All right. Um, good evening, everyone. Uh, welcome to the February 16th, 2022 board meeting. We are live on Zoom. Um, you can watch um, on Zoom, Facebook, government channel, um, and uh, cable access TV. So um, if you have any questions for public comment, um, or if you have a comment related to anything on the agenda, um, we don't typically respond to public comment, but um, if it is related to an agenda item, you're welcome to save your comment um, for that and, um, and just raise your hand um, at that point. Um, or you can email me if you're just watching at pttitcom at swampspotma.gov. So um, with that, we'll just get started. Um, so um, first, we're going to open it up to public comment, um, which I was just checking, and I didn't see that there was any hand raised. And I'm going to check my email. Okay, so no public comment. Does anyone else see anything? Nope. Okay. All right, and so um, we'll just move straight into the town administrator's report. All right, well, uh, good evening. And <clears throat> wanted to just start with our COVID-19 update. Last week, the Board of Health voted to continue the mask uh, mandate until midnight, February 20th. Uh, we are seeing some positive signs, both uh, here in um, Essex County, but throughout the Commonwealth and throughout the nation of declining impact to our hospitals. Uh, we still wanna urge folks to wear the mask. We still see uh, you know, a significant um, number of people uh, getting COVID-19. And, and again, we have vulnerable uh, folks in Swampscott and, um, you know, but we've done a really great job getting vaccinated. And it's my hope that over the next uh, week, uh, we can uh, move forward without the mask mandate and start to get back to some sense of, of uh, a pre-pandemic um, <clears throat> condition. This past week, I met with the retirement board uh, as a follow-up to a request to reconsider their vote to reduce the discount rate from seven and an eighth to a seven and three eighths. Effectively, this adds an additional um, $200,000 to the FY23 appropriation. And while it may not seem like much, it actually adds $5.5 million to the annual budgets over the next 10 years. And so as we think about meeting that OPEB or other post-employment benefit uh, responsibility, you know, I've asked the retirement board to really think about how they work with the, the town as we deal with all the other funding uh, constraints uh, with our tight, you know, fiscal policy of our budget not increasing by more than 2% plus 425 in new growth, this completely eats up, you know, any additional funds that we could uh, use to help improve uh, other levels of service. Uh, we are in a really comparatively good position compared to the other 105 retirement funds throughout the Commonwealth. We, <clears throat> we are closer to being fully funded uh, by 2031 than uh, most of the retirement funds in the Commonwealth. And uh, we are ahead of the mean uh, significantly in terms of, of getting our, our fund um, fully funded. And so uh, Bob Powell and frankly, um, Amy Sarrow and uh, uh, myself, we, we all have kind of sat down to kind of think about, are there ways to <clears throat> you know, do what 
Brockton has done or other communities have done to bond for um, the outstanding OPEB liability and, and reduce significantly the impact of our on our operating budget. So we're going to go through that analysis. I've asked our uh, consultant to run some schedules and think about ways that maybe we can uh, reduce the overall impact uh, on our operating budget and <clears throat> significantly, um, you know, uh, open up some flexibility for, for other priorities as we uh, deal with uh, budgets that continue to be constrained. Uh, moving right into that, <clears throat> I've summarized where we are uh, with our FY23 budget. Every year over the last uh, five years, this budget has become tighter and tighter. I kind of uh, use the analogy that this is like, you know, trying to, <clears throat> you know, get the fat that's marbleized within a a piece of meat, you know, it's not like there's a big piece of inefficiency after the last five years that we can really uh, grab. Um, you know, we're looking at every single line item and trying to think how do we meet that policy goal, but really look at, <clears throat> you know, uh, balancing the evolving needs of a, of, of a busy town. Uh, next year, we anticipate that we're going to see premium increases in healthcare of five point. 75%. So that's an overall increase to the health in, uh, insurance line item, one of the biggest lines in our budget by uh, 9%. Uh, and so that that is going to be a, a significant challenge as we look to uh, try to balance the cost. We have an increase uh, of 256000 I mentioned, or 4.8% to the pension contribution. Uh, and again, I'm working with the retirement board. They are meeting next week to try to help smooth that increase. They've uh, pledged to me that they will, um, you know, take some action. I'm not sure exactly what, but we are uh, in dialogue with them. Um, it also is a significant increase in the Swampscott Public School budget. Certainly, we want to help support uh, our school system, and we want to see a healthy increase, uh, but their proposed budget, frankly, is up by 3.2%. This is significantly higher than the fiscal policy that we've supported. Uh, school has um, put back $180,000 that they believe was cut out of uh, the school's budget um, because of COVID. I've uh, shared uh, some analysis with the school finance team um, that shows that you know, this wasn't a cut due to COVID, but a reconciliation of, of cost uh, items that we get back from um, the state, uh, either through Chapter 70 or additional charges through um, <clears throat> regional uh, schools like Essex Tech or, um, you know, some of the charter schools. And so when we look at the, the, the town revenue, and I, I don't think, um, you know, frankly, the budget uh, development uh, on the school side looks at revenue as much as we do. Um, we, we're actually, we go back and we kind of see that we have more students going to um, uh, charter schools. We have more students going to the Essex Tech. And those charges that the state passes down uh, to the town get absorbed on the town side of the budget. So that means we have less money for parks, less money for DPW, less money for police, for fire, for general um, town administration. And so we, uh, on the town side of the ledger, have picked up more of those costs over the last five years because we're absorbing those without having it recognized in the appropriation. I've tried to bring this mindful consideration of these um, revenue challenges and charge challenges to uh, the school department uh, over the last few years, but I think we're going to wind up really having a, a, a critical conversation this year about how we 
deal with this. Um, I, it's my hope that we can, again, you know, find a, a compromise and find a, a path forward here because ultimately uh, there are a lot of needs that we have on the town side of the ledger that really has to, that have to get addressed. Um, some notable changes, you know, we've reduced unemployment um, by 70% to a pre-pandemic level. We've seen some dramatic unemployment costs. Uh, we've reduced solid waste by 12%. Um, this is due to uh, a really favorable contract negotiation with JRM uh, for this year, but we're also transferring uh, funds to the Enterprise Fund to set up um, direct revenue offsets. And so the sale of bags and some of the um, you know, revenue that we generate will help us offset that specific line. We also uh, removed the sick incentive for all non-union employees. Uh, this saves uh, $17,000 to uh, support uh, recruiting and retention efforts of staff. Uh, certainly, uh, we have some issues, uh, and I want to be clear. You know, there's there's a lot of work that we need to do to address um, recruiting and retention, uh, and uh, thinking more critically about you know this organization and the culture and and how we uh, support uh, our employees is a is a priority. Um, having an incentive for sick employees come to work after a pandemic or during this pandemic just seems like a backwards um, strategy. And I've worked with staff to really help them understand that I don't want to see the $17,000 uh, disappear. I actually want to have it be programmed back into mental health for our employees or programmed back into um, support for our staff and, and some of the incentives that we can offer our employees. Uh, we have a potential of um, $9,300 of savings if we can su successfully negotiate with um, a number of unions. Um, you know, we have uh, looked at um, reducing our parking clerk supply to uh, by 8,250 8, due to new machines purchased last year. Um, we've reduced the um, police department budget by 173,000 due to the um, likelihood uh, that we will no longer have a, a interim police chief, uh, and uh, we're going to be reducing the equipment um, appropriation that we added uh, during a special town meeting. We're going to reduce the finance committee's reserve back to $200,000, uh, reduce the audit fee by $10,000. Uh, we're also looking at creating a full-time admin position uh, for town hall. Um, we continue to see a demand for uh, administrative support. We've made some uh, adjustments over the last few years um, and, and with more projects, more grants, more uh, initiatives uh, in, in Swampscape, we just need that uh, additional support. Uh, we also are adding three maintenance positions in the facilities department. Uh, these were all shared at a 60-40 split with the school. So the schools will pick up 60%. Uh, the town will pick up 40. Uh, and lastly, you know, we're making a reduction to the HR budget uh, due to the uh, opportunity for the town to fund uh, a, a salary uh, with American recovery uh, funds uh, that will be used for uh, equity and inclusion. Uh, I've attached a detailed uh, spreadsheet that shows uh, the original department head budgets at 67 one 93 million uh, I've made uh, along with our uh, Director of Finance Administration, Amy Saro, and, and frankly, uh, our other department heads, um, uh, over a million dollars worth of, of reductions to that original submittal. 
Uh, and at this point, the budget stands, the preliminary FY23 budget stands at 66,104,793. There's a $14,000 variance um, to the positive, uh, but that also contemplates that uh, the school department will pick up a portion of the increased premiums in the healthcare line. Amy Saro has been working with the school uh, finance director and has talked about our shared costs for healthcare. If the town has to pick up all of the increases in the healthcare premiums, again, that's an additional $103,000 that, that the town um, has to find within our operating budget uh, and, and it will put more pressure on, on other uh, smaller lines in our budget to, to meet those healthcare responsibilities. Sean, what roughly is what is the proportion of school to town on that health? Roughly increase? it's about a 60-40 split. Okay. Thanks. So it, it um, changes by a couple of points every year, but uh, we have the census, so we know uh, frankly, every person on the healthcare plan, we know their plan selection. And so we know the down to the penny what that split is. Um, certainly, um, you know, we, we've talked over the years about really ensuring that there's a, an appropriate <clears throat> charge off for the schools. At the end of the year, under Schedule 19, down to the penny, we will ensure that the town gets recognition for uh, spending every one of those dollars under our net school spending uh, responsibility uh, under um, education reporting. But we don't get that same recognition when we actually appropriate these dollars. Uh, it's not in the school department budget. These dollars are, are directly spent on school expenses, but they're on the town side of the ledger. So you don't see that. You also don't see it in our general property, property and liability insurance. We insure all these buildings, but it's all in the town budget. So you don't see the proportional share of insurance or healthcare. And so there are a few of these proportional costs that, that we'd like to uh, ensure that the school department is absorbing on some level. It's becoming a question of equity and fairness with all of the other departmental and budget functions um, to have the town to continue to absorb these costs while the school is increasing their budget by 3.2%, not just the 2.6% uh, or 2.8% that the town budgets are constrained by. Sean, can I ask a clarifying question? <clears throat> the 3.2% that you're referring to, that includes those sort of indirect costs. That's the true cost if you consider the liability, the maintenance, the... Um, all those other costs are that's no, actually it's not, it's not a true it's, it hasn't been trued out it includes some mm -hmm. like they, they will pick up you know 60 percent of the maintenance um or facility costs uh there yeah. are some costs that, that we've we've started to really make some progress with uh there's more for us to do given yeah. the uh, ongoing constraints we're picking up a huge debt service as well for a, a brand new school all these things are I'm not complaining about these, but it, it, it's important for us to really think about how do we manage this long term? And I've, I've asked our finance team and, and frankly, the superintendent and the uh, school finance team to really sit down and, and, and come up with a structure that makes sense 
I, I don't want to have a contest over this. I just want to have a common sense conversation over it. Right. So um, uh, I guess on a, a, a more positive note, last week, Amy Sauro, Patrick Luddy, uh, joined uh, me in a call with Standard & Poor's to review the town's bond rating. We are going back out to market for the debt service for this new school. Patrick has worked hard to you know, escalate the debt service payments so that we can actually uh, take advantage of low interest rates before the Fed starts to really ratchet those up. Um, we did go through a presentation on the, on the town's um, financial performance over the last years uh, and uh, it was clear that, you know, um, the, the town's CAFR um, or our comprehensive financial statements um, really uh, were recognized as some of the best practices. Uh, I did appeal for that AAA bond rating, but we were informed yesterday that we will hold steady at a AA+. Um, the, the, I guess the positive news that I would like to highlight is that S&P uh, Global Rating raised the town's management score to very strong. Uh, this reflects S&P's review of the town's financial management policies and practices uh, that are considered to be very strong under their financial management assessment methodology. This is really the financial policies approved by the select board and the finance committee. This is our, our financial reserves. This is our performance in terms of budget. Uh, they've looked at uh, a methodology uh, across all uh, municipalities and they've really um, recognize Swampskit as uh, very strong. Um, and again, this is um, multi-year tracking of budget preparation, tracking policies, uh, policies on debt, reserves, or investments. Considers whether uh, we have a multi-year capital plan um, and forecasting. We don't just have a five-year plan, we have a 10-year plan. Uh, there are not too many um, you know, communities in Massachusetts that have um, scores of, of uh, very strong, um, most are strong or lower, um, and certainly this is a distinction that the Select Board Finance Committee and uh, other stakeholders can be proud of. Uh, last week, I, I had a technical meeting with Gino Cresta, Dave Peterson, and Ding Fang Liu, uh, who is an employee of Kleinfelder, uh, to discuss a regional strategy on how best to use uh, ARPA money earmarks uh, for Lynn and Swampskit. We've received $2.5 million and Lynn's received $2.5 million. Um, Ding Feng Liu um, has previously worked uh, in the city of Lynn and my first meeting really um, that brought a focus in on um, Stacy's Brook on both sides of, of Swampskit and Lynn's, um, you know, Stacy Brook um, catchment. Uh, it was fascinating to me to hear a, a little bit of the technical discussions about the existing wet weather and dry weather flows. Uh, we have flows uh, both in wet and dry periods uh, of pollutants to Kings Beach uh, and through a historic review sampling and data collected. You know, we know that we have uh, more flow on the Swampskit side uh, during dry weather. That's an interesting fact that uh, can help us um, think about strategies for how do we protect Kings Beach during dry weather flows or non-heavy peak flow days. When it's wet weather, you know, both um, the, the Lynn and Swampskit culvert flow um, very heavy. Uh, we do see more um, 
E. coli on the lens side, but you know they're coming out of both. And so you know we talked about some de design solutions, whether it's a pump house or ultraviolet treatment, or using existing infrastructure that would help us um, in a cost-effective way get some of the dry weather flow back up to the treatment plant to ensure that at least on those dry weather days we're we're capturing potential impairments that might close that beach down. I, I really you know continue to be optimistic and eager to see how we can um, evaluate the, the engineering solutions, both for dry weather and wet weather days. The wet weather days are gonna be much more costly to, to contemplate because capturing all of that water uh, is gonna require a great deal of, of infrastructure. Um, my, my hope and my thought was, you know, if there's any way for us to extend it out into the um, water, uh, that would at least protect the human health and keep that beach open. <clears throat> um, but we've got to work with DES and, and permitting agencies and really think about how do we, how do we address uh, these issues um, for the short term and long term. Um, we will continue to meet. The expectation is over the next uh, few weeks, we'll craft a uh, scope of work that we can share with our um, colleagues uh, in Lynn and Lynn Water and Sewer and MassDEP and uh, perhaps e e EPA. And we can ultimately present uh, a shared program to Governor Baker and seek funding uh, to help support uh, a comprehensive um, investment to uh, bring that beach back to its, its historic use. Uh, last week as a follow-up to the last select board meeting, I held a meeting with Gino Marzi, Chief Kurz, uh, Chief Archer, and Captain Cable. We talked about our complete street uh, prioritization list. Um, and uh, I've asked the police and fire department to review that and make recommendations. Uh, we also um, discussed a more standard reporting of uh, enforcement for um, key areas around Swampskit um, that would focus on pedestrian safety. Uh, I expect that uh, I will have a report um, over the next few weeks. Uh, in terms of the police chief and police officer selection process uh, last week, I was busy with uh, interviews. Uh, I want to thank Chief Kurz and uh, members of our um, community for participating as uh, community representatives in this important process. This is our first hiring process outside of civil service. Uh, I anticipate that I will be making uh, conditional offers uh, in the very near future. Um, certainly excited um, to uh, fill a number of these positions uh, and look forward with uh, our on civil service hirings for both the Swampskip Police Department and Swampskip Fire Department. Um, <clears throat> and lastly, uh, our senior center is back uh, meeting in person. I've been asked by our um, all ages director to recruit uh, a few of our select citizens and department heads to join me at monthly coffee hours uh, down at our senior center. Uh, many of our seniors are eager to uh, share some perspectives and ask questions uh, of of our uh, department heads and select board members. So let me know if you'd like to 
head down there and um, be a regular um, visitor at the center. That's my report. Happy to answer any questions. Hey, Sean. Actually, um, if David, if I could just, um, I did want to mention, you know, we, we did have a, a, a few, uh, actually a couple resignations this week. Uh, Town Clerk Sue Duplin uh, did uh, tender her resignation. Sue is a 12 year veteran town clerk. She's done an amazing job helping Swampscott. I uh, am excited for her. She's taken a position uh, in North Reading, uh, closer to home, uh, but certainly uh, that will leave a, a big hole in uh, hearts and minds. Um, I also, you know, am, you know, uh, really um, happy for my colleague, Ali Fisk. Uh, she has been in many ways an indispensable um, part of town government over the last two years. Um, when I think about this pandemic, uh, it's hard for me to think that anybody uh, would have done more to help not only communicate with the public, but ensure that departments were connected and supported. Allie has been, frankly, an amazing colleague. And I'm, I'm pleased that she has been able to find a, a wonderful opportunity to contribute more to a passion of hers. And that's just, frankly, helping people. Um, she's going to certainly be missed, but it's my hope that she'll continue on and, and give us a hand uh, on a, a newsletter, but certainly wanted to recognize her for uh, her amazing contributions to Swampscape. Sorry about that, David. All good, Sean. Um, just let, you know, just, just first and foremost, uh, you know, as far as dates go for the senior center, please please let us know. I'm I'm happy to I'm happy to join. Um, you know, so if you have if you have some proposed dates, uh, please please send my way, and I'll, I'll make sure to uh, to attend at least at least one uh, of those. Uh, now that we're now that the seniors are meeting in person, and I just had a question about the the health insurance premiums and the cost concerns. You know, since those are moving. Um, I mean, is there is there a reason? Any anything? Is there analysis as to why these these costs are increasing so much? I know utilizations have been down across the board. Um, you know, so commensurate with low utilizations should should mean you know level uh, census level, so ins level more, insurance costs. We have more plans. More people are, um, you know, we're seeing more employees hired. Um, you know, in certain um, departments. And so those those census changes impact overall costs, but the, the premiums going up, we're, we're just seeing um, experience. And so there's, we can get some additional data on that, but, you know, the, we're in the GIC. And so each pool is kind of evaluated uh, based on performance and experience. Right now, you know, that's just um, the, uh, uh, assumptions that uh, Amy um, Sauro has been given uh, that will finalize over the next few weeks. And so there may be a chance for us to adjust that after the budget is presented before town meeting. But certainly right now we, we have to take a very conservative position to ensure that we have funding to cover uh, our employees and their families. Sure. No, I know. And I fully support covering uh, the, the town employees and families. I was just curious as, as to whether or not we knew what, 
what was driving this. I think Amy has her hand up. Maybe maybe she could. Hi. Um, Hi. Yeah, so we got a notification from the GIC that we should be expecting uh, four to 7% increases in premiums. The 5.75% was the average of last year's premiums. So we're conservatively staying with that for our projection because they won't release the updated figures until shortly before our open enrollment. But we do have an increase in census on the plans based on over last year. So I'm doing an analysis of that increase year over year just to share with the board, the finance committee and the schools. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So in terms of um, the split itself, though, that's something that has to that would have to be negotiated, right? That's right. <clears throat> you know, those are all... I, thought the, I thought the split was closer to um, 70 30, actually. It is. Um, it's um, 72. Um, um, 72 28 for actual employees and 70, 78 to 22% for the health insurance this year. I feel like that's gone down. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. That's a pretty, you know, again, when we look at uh, other communities, it's, it's a pretty reasonable split. Is it? Okay. Some communities are 80-20, some communities are, you know, 85-15. We're, we're actually in, a, I think, a pretty good place, but, you know, it's just those costs um, and how we share them with um, yeah. the school district. Yeah. Okay. Um. I have other comments, but I can save them for different parts of the meeting. Does anyone else have, it was a great update generally, um, really helpful. So does anyone have other questions for Sean? This point? No? Okay. okay. I'll just say, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. On the senior center, I agree. Like, let us know the dates I can, you can, put me down for some of them too i think it'd be great to work out a schedule of like a regular schedule of like six months in advance and we can just fill those slots now rather than like you know sort of open-ended invitation and hopefully we can all take our turn um or multiple turns in that time so um glad that we're back to hopefully being able to do that again um it's an encouraging that it's being planned if you have any special skills or abilities if you can juggle if you can sing if you can um you know um bake whatever it is uh, you know you're, you're welcome to showcase those talents how about fabulous hair growth yeah <laughs> Very Thanks, Tom. That's really nice for you to say. Sit that. and watch. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can, Jokes I, are a skill. Some very envious uh, gentlemen down there that will likely ask hard <laughs> questions about. They'll resent you, Don. Just no. 
Um, yeah, I have none of those skills, but you know, hey, um, I think that's great. So yeah, uh, definitely keep us posted on that. Um, okay, other questions for now? You good? Okay. All right, thanks again. Um, so we're gonna move on to new and old business. Um, if everyone's okay, I'm going to take um, an, um, an item out of order. Um, if, if it's okay with everyone, number five, potential vote on certification for tax exempt financing of the new elementary school construction costs. Uh, that's a brief um, update presentation by Patrick um, Luddy. And um, I would just like to relieve him of the Zoom meeting um, as soon as possible, if that's okay with everyone. Great, thank you. Hi, Patrick. Hi, everyone. Thanks for taking me out of order. Of course. <laughs> um, so tonight I'm just asking um, briefly for a certification that we need for the upcoming bonding of the construction costs for the new school. Um, this is a standard certification um, and I have the language here. I don't know, Allie, if you, I can share my screen. I just put it in a PowerPoint so I can pull it up. Okay, that's great. Um, but essentially this is a certification um, just stating that the town has no intention um, at the time that the bonds are being issued to uh, lease or commit the new facility or the land to a third party, which um, speak if otherwise, but I have not heard that. So um, the specific motion language is here. Um, if you have any questions on this, I'm happy to take them. Patrick, do we, have any, do we have any sense of pricing for bonds? Have you seen you know, what's been happening in the market? Um, so I can update you on timing and some market analysis we have. Um, so I'm targeting to release the bonds for bidding on February 23rd at 11. We'll start receiving bids on these um, for a settlement date of March 9th, um, which is right around the corner. Yep. Um, and there have been a few communities I've seen that have gotten rates of 2.6, some that have gotten 2.2 um, or 2.4 in the past um, two weeks on similar issuances with similar credit ratings demographics. So um, we're right in the sweet spot of where we wanna be, I think. Um, and I'm excited to see what the bids come in at next week. And I'll certainly update all of you. Great, thank you. Um, yeah. Okay, and any other questions? Is there someone who wants sure. to make the following motion? Yeah, I I move that we certify the property and easements to be acquired with the $97,461,523 uh, new elementary school bonds or any portion thereof will not be leased, rented, managed, or otherwise exclusively committed to a third party or sold for, for so long as any bonds or notes are outstanding. There a second. Second. Any further questions, comments, discussion? Okay, all in favor, um, Don Haas. Aye. David Grishman. Aye. Neil Duffy. Aye. And I am also an aye. Perfect, thank you, Patrick. Thank you. Is that something we have to sign or is that just- Yeah, actually that was supposed to be on there. Um, 
if you guys could just say that it's okay for us to affix your electronic signature to it, that would be great. Um, David, are you, David Grishman, are you okay with that? Aye. Electronic signature? Okay. Yes. Neil Duffy, are you okay with an electronic signature? I approve the use okay. of the electronic Don signature. Uh, yes. <laughs> and I approve. There you are, Allie. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for thinking of that, Neil. Um, all right. Have a good night, Patrick. We're going to be quick behind you tonight for once. Patrick. Um, all right. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Um, so we're going to go back to the top of the agenda. The first reading of the Anchor Food Pantry Lease and Occupancy, occupancy Agreement at 86 Burrell Street. Um, we have Marzi here tonight. Um, to give a brief overview of that. And um, again, in keeping with our policy about the board's review of upcoming leases, um, this is, and other contracts, this is our first reading. So we won't be voting tonight, but we probably could. It's pretty straightforward, I think, but um, we'll keep with the policy. And thank you, Marzi, for being here. I believe also Laura Spathanis is gonna be at, um, who's the one of the heads of the Anchor Food Pantry, Pantry will be at the next meeting also. So maybe she can kind of give us an update then. And that would be great to hear how how they're doing and just get an update in that in that respect too. So thanks, Marzi. You're welcome. So just quickly, did you want me to just go over it? Just um, there are uh, two small changes. And as you know, the use and occupancy agreement for Anchor Food Pantry will expire on May 17th of this year. As required by the use and occupancy agreement, um, the occupant is to notify the town four months prior to the expiration of the um, of the set agreement. So in January, we did receive a notice from Food Anchor for Anchor Food Pantry requesting another extension. Um, mm -hmm. The only changes that you will see or amendments to the use and occupancy agreement will be found in item number four under utilities and maintenance. Um, and the changes that will be proposed or include um, are that uh, the occupant will be responsible for cleaning of the premises. Um, mm -hmm. In the past, the previous agreement stated that the town will once per week clean the premises, including the bathroom. Um, this new um, uh, agreement just updates that. And um, the new agreement also makes reference or states that the town will be responsible for snow clearing or snow and ice clearing from the driveway and from the parking area. Uh, so those are the only two changes and everything else remains the same. Okay. Now that cleaning provision, um, there's there's town use offices in that, the second floor, right? Well, the second floor is being used by the historical commission. And okay. obviously the, the side um, or the garage and just sort of some of the back office space is being used by Catalva. Right. Okay. So it, the cleaning just provision just applies to the space that they're using. That's correct. Okay. All right. Any other questions? Um, the only the only thing I I did I did speak with Laura maybe a month or so ago, and she had mentioned just the need for, you know, for for trash and recycling bins there, just because they were. I mean, they're 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 constrained, and they're they're working with uh, with 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 large quantities of recyclable materials, and they just wanted to make sure that there was a uh, that there was that there was something that they could uh, that they could utilize. So, I don't know if that's something that could be added into the contract or just or 
worked with or, or, or worked in conjunction with the DPW and Gino to uh, to provide you know barrels and and recycling, just so we just so they're they're doing their part. Um, yeah, so we did have the discussion outside of the use and occupancy with the facilities and maintenance director yep. with Max Casper, and we agreed that, that that definitely will be accommodated. Okay, thank you, Marzen. You're welcome. Um, you mean the town will accommodate that? That's correct. Yes. Okay. We'll work with with uh, with the occupant. Okay. That's a good point, though, David. So, do we want to add that to the contract? I think that's probably. Seems like something that should go in there. Okay, so I will I will make the change under the utilities and maintenance to include um, trash and recycling um, services on a weekly basis. Do you think is that acceptable? Yep. Because I don't. I think imagine that, that it should just be in keeping with yeah the regular town practice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Excellent. So I will update that and have it available for the next meeting. Thanks, Marcy. You're welcome. And you're up. You're done, right? We're good. Look at Thank this. I feel so much better than keeping everyone till midnight. Thanks, Marcy. Bye now. Thanks, Marcy. See you soon. Okay. Um, so the next on our agenda is um, a discussion regarding the Swampscott Tree Task Force, and we have the. Um, one of the leads of the task force, um, Jim Olivetti, who will be with us tonight um, and kind of give us an overview and of, of what they're seeking in a presentation. Um, just by way of background, the um, Swampscott Tree Task Force is currently um, an offshoot of um, the Open Space and Recreation Committee. Oh, Ver um, Verena, I was wondering if you would be here. Hi, I was asking about that. I'm glad to see you. Nice to see you. Thanks for joining. Great to see you all Yeah, yeah great. I'm glad you could both join. I had wondered about that. Good to see both of you. So I'll let you guys take it away. You don't need to hear me describe what you could describe better. Um, so um, thank you. Thanks for joining. Sure. Uh, Verena and I flipped the coin and I won. So uh, I'm speaking to you and I'll try to, in the spirit of things, I'll try to be quick. Um, on Jan, uh, We sent a letter to Sean with a copy to Polly uh, dated January 10th. And I think Allie provided uh, all of you with uh, a copy of that letter. Um, basically, uh, that there's a tree task force over the last three years uh, in town that's been doing a lot of good works that were, you know, if I say so myself, which uh, uh, summarized in that letter. Um, after these three plus years, uh, we as a group have um, come to the conclusion that it would be uh, beneficial to the town uh, to have a for more formal arrangement to look after our green infrastructure in town uh, by the creation of a uh, tree task, a tree, sorry, a tree committee that would uh, operate like any town committee does. Um, and I don't know if you had uh, uh, a chance to read that letter. Um, basically, uh, we outlined uh, three major reasons why we think this is a good idea. Um, uh, looking to the future uh, in terms of member recruitment as um, 
uh, we age or leave town or take on other responsibilities, uh, we could use the help of the structure that the town has in place to um, populate its committees. Um, we uh, think that it would be good in terms of visibility, um, you know, in the town newsletter, uh, et cetera, to have a formal, more formal arrangement at this time. And also just for a credibility uh, factor, a town committee such as maybe the Harbor and Waterfront uh, committee uh, has more stature than a task force. Um, I, uh, I, I did have a couple of thoughts on this uh, that are not in the letter, if you'll allow me 30 more seconds. Um, you know, uh, reacting to the uh, situation with the 40B and uh, Foster, Foster Road, it just strikes me that we have so little open space, so little green space that our street trees and our trees in, in the few parks that we have really constitute our uh, tree canopy, our, our green infrastructure. You know, we just don't have, we don't have a whole lot. And uh, that Foster Road, the possibility of losing that piece of forest there just kind of highlighted that for me, the importance of taking care of our uh, town trees, our town owned trees. And then I've, I've attended a couple of meetings that uh, Neil has been involved with, with the uh, Climate uh, Action Resiliency Plan that is starting to be in the works. And we reviewed a number of other town plans. And it's so interesting how uh, the trees are a major part of resiliency, of uh, stormwater maintenance, of of heat island mitigation, uh, carbon sequestration. So it really does seem to me that it's incumbent upon the town to take a real proactive stance toward its trees. And with that, I think Rena and I are ready to answer any questions you may have. In summary, we're requesting that the select board, um, if, you know, I don't know what the process is, create a tree committee for the town at at this point or at some point soon. Thank you. Thanks so much. Um, Verena, did you want to add anything that I'm sure Jim, you know, did a comprehensive job, but I want to give you the opportunity to, to add anything that you might have wanted, just think is important to share as well. Um, nothing to add. I think we all know what the trees are worth and how important they are for us, um, for everybody in town to enjoy and increases the quality of life. And um, the trees have a very tough time being street trees. We know, we see it every day, right? They are aging, they get salt sprayed on them. And I, I think we just have to pay attention and, um, and do more for them. And that's why we are all involved in this. So, um, mm -hmm. I, and I think formalizing this um, has a lot of benefits uh, on continuity so that this is a program that will continue in town, even if, if some of us will leave or not participate, choose to mm -hmm. participate. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, questions for Jim and Verena. You nope. need any money. No, no, no questions. I just, I, I, I just have a, just my comment is I wholeheartedly support, uh, the, you know, the formalizing of the, the, uh, the tree task force 
uh, in town. I think that's a great idea. And, uh, you know, I thank, I thank Jim and Verena for bringing this to the attention of, of, uh, of the board and, uh, and really being, being proactive and, and, uh, and doing everything that they can. And, uh, you know, I, I agree. I think as a town, we, we do need to, um, we do need to do more uh, for open space. So, you know, I look forward to working with Jim, Verena and others to, uh, you know, to ensure that, uh, that future generations can enjoy uh, the, the open space and the trees that are, uh, that are in our, uh, our three square mile town. Mm -hmm. So thank you to both of you. Thank you, David. Um, I think it's a great idea. I support it as well. Um, I just, I guess I have some detailed questions about like, it looks like you have six members of the task force and have you thought about or discussed like, you know, often with committees, you think about an odd number, um, just in case there are votes and also for quorum issues and that sort of thing. So like, have you thought about, would you prefer to have it five or seven and like, you know, I'd be curious to know what you think would be the best way to do that. One Thank thought, Thank uh, one, Thank one thought I had really quickly, sorry, Jim, to interrupt you. Cause one thought one, cause I think there's a lot of questions to work out with like the structure of it, how many people, and I think Jim should answer those. But one thing I was suggesting is that I work with Jim and Verena to talk about the structure, um, how we're going to go about you know, with the, cause it's gonna be a new board, there's gonna be new vacancies. We gotta fill those vacancies. There's a whole process. Um, so right. perhaps talking about that tonight as much as you want, and then I can work with them, formalize it so that on March 2nd, they can do a vote where you're like actually voting on the specifics um, and perhaps even potentially appointing members at that point as well. Got it. So rather than try to cobble together some sort of structure tonight and vote on it, just sort of yeah. endorse yeah. it and go to the next meeting. If that's what you think would work from a time perspective, as well as just giving us a chance to really structure our thoughts. Yeah, and, and um, I 100% support the concept, um, absolutely. But I wouldn't wanna vote, put it to a vote before the board until we had it fleshed out in terms of that those type of logis logistics. Um, sure. So, yeah. Um, so I think, Ali, if we can, um, uh, <laughs> I guess it's public news now. While we have you um, work with uh, Jim and Verena and I'm happy to help. I'm sure any of us are happy to help um, kind of figure out the logistics, just the structure of other boards and, and all of that. I do think um, the size of the board is something you'll want to consider because as much as I would hope that um, there are always willing volunteers, I'm always surprised at certain boards and such that have a hard time you know, having enough members. Um, and so I guess just keeping that in mind, you know, that if you have a certain number and you can't fill that number, then it does, you know, everyone has to be there every meeting, it can be problematic. So um, just, but just stuff like that, I think um, is helpful. So thanks, Allie. Yeah, all Sorry I wanted to say was there's plenty of work to do. So going up to seven probably is a, a really good idea for a number of reasons. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about um, like what that work looks like, you know, on a, so you'd have monthly meetings, right? I assume. Um, and what, what would you, um, I'm not creative enough to honestly, and I don't mean that sarcastically, but I think it's great to hear while you're here, sort of what you envision 
you guys to talk about and um, focus on and what your like action items would look like. Verena, do you want to talk about that? <laughs> There's uh, no ending ideas that we pursue. Um, most recently, I think we um, appropriated the $40,000. So there was an effort to get more funding for tree planting. Uh, mm -hmm. We wrote two grants last, um, oh gosh, last fall, right? Last yeah. summer to get money for maintenance of the town hall trees, um, mm -hmm. the heritage trees. Um, so grant writing is a focus. Tree giveaways, uh, we talked about that it's sort of a new idea. We have now a commemorative, a memorial tree program um, that is just fledging where people can donate trees in memory of somebody. And um, we actually have two requests and already two trees picked out and locations. Um, and then the general things, right? Um, every time we have a, a campaign to plant trees, um, mm -hmm. last fall we planted with Gino and his staff 26 trees. Um, we help him, we go to the sites where homeowners requested um, to have a tree planted, look at it, make a recommendation, what the right tree is for the right space. Mm -hmm. We help with the order of trees and have them delivered. He pays, of course, <laughs> um, the invoice, but there's a lot of organizational stuff that we actually take off his plate. Um, we maintain the accepted street tree list for Swamp Scott. Mm -hmm. um, there was there used to be a list of six or seven trees, a lot of non-native species. We upgraded that. We have small yeah. and large trees and focus on native trees. A big, a big uh, task of, of this group as a task force and would be for the committee too is uh, the inventory of, of yeah. street trees that we have. We have over 3000 street trees and uh, as um, people hit them with cars and things like that, yeah. um, I was I mentioned uh, that there is a, a variety of these climate and resiliency plans that involve trees. And mm -hmm. it was I think the Dedham the Dedham plan made a made a point to take this tree inventory and start treating it as an asset management program. In other words, the trees become an asset that the town has in, in the same way that they have other assets. And so moving, moving forward to look, at, to look at our green infrastructure in that way, I think is gonna be a, uh, an important thing that the committee will be doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and increasing diversity. Uh, yeah. We have a lot of um, trees of the same species. Um, so we are trying to increase the diversity of the trees that gives them more resiliency too and add yeah. volume. So yeah, there's a lot going on. We can, send, awesome. you an, we can send you an agenda, Polly, if you want to see. <laughs> it's pretty long. I would. I mean, I think it's amazing and fantastic. And thank God for um, people who focus on that. Do you have um similar related day jobs or is this just a passion aside interest I, i'm just like i think it's awesome i don't think we have any oh yes uh anna anna naftali is how do you pronounce her name she actually works for uh lynn for mm -hmm. the um uh the dcr dcr in, in lynn 
Nice. But other than that, I think it's mainly hobbyists and, and people with lifelong <laughs> biology passions. Right, 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 right. That's awesome. We have close um, connections with the Swampscott Conservancy. I thought too. it was horticulture. Is it biology or horticulture? Well, arborists would be the arborists. 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 I was going to say I it's all the same thing. Generally, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. What leaf that is, um, or Verena? Is that? That looks like a feather. No, I I see. It's a leaf. Those are feathers. Nope, it's a. You get a bonus point. <clears throat> That's a banana tree leaf. Oh, well, not native to Swampscott. Yeah, it's not native. That's a trick I, I question. That was the only tie I could find that, that might be appropriate for this discussion. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, that just reminded me, for some reason, of the ugly Christmas sweater uh, meeting that we had. That was quite a meeting. <laughs> Uh, that was hilarious putting our budget together so if you thought that you needed some funding um for any of your activities i know you do grant writing uh but certainly reach out this week if there's something that might help you continue or advance your work uh, this is something that we do believe in as a town not just you know yeah. on a policy level we've increased funding for trees in our budget over the last couple of years i'm happy to kind of help support the work of the committee by by giving you a few dollars that might help you as you assume more responsibility, you know, keep your committee um, focused on, on some of your work ahead. Thank you. So Al, Thank we'll, you. we'll stand by to hear from Allie. Is that the next step? I'll reach out to you guys tomorrow. Terrific. Um, I'm just gonna nag you with a couple more questions. So um, in terms of your relationship to the Open Space and Rec Committee, you were an advisory committee, um, Task force. To, yeah. A task force. I'm sorry. Um, and so did you feel like you're you just discovered sort of that their meeting? I know that you guys are super active on that that committee is amazing, also, which you're members of. Um, so I guess first question, are you going to remain to members of both? Um, and then the second is did you feel that it was just such a consistent and long agenda? Um, that you know, it just splitting off as a natural step at this point or the, the answer to your first question is i um i left that committee a couple of years ago oh i'm sorry um, <laughs> kind of semi burned out i don't know if arena is still a member or not but i'm like an associate not a formal member but i'm an associate a member okay yeah. okay they have a much bigger they have a much bigger uh portfolio than yeah the tree committee is just going to focus on our public trees yeah and i think that'll make it very efficient yeah yeah nope i think that's a that's good okay um and then last question is in terms of being an advisory so um you're looking to become what what would be the title that you're seeking i think it's tree, a tree committee tree committee just a tree committee okay tree committee. Yeah. Um, and, and we would hope that gino or uh uh Maybe if he has an assistant at some point, would be our staff liaison. Right. And he's agreed right. to that. Okay, so that was going to be my other. Well, he, I had said he's last question. A, a, <laughs> an authorized uh, uh, tree. Help me out, Rena. Tree warden. Tree, tree warden. warden. Yeah. Yep. Right. Oh, that's right. Because that was Kelly before. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And he got okay. um, himself, so he's now <clears throat> is doing both roles, but. 
yeah. Okay, so he's new high. Okay. Then right. That. Sorry. He needs no. Help. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm so sorry. Um, okay, so he, you've talked to Gino, and he's supportive of this. Yes. Okay. 100%. Okay, that's great. Behind forming the task force at that time. That's awesome. Okay, yeah. so would he be kind? Of, you would, you know, someone would either sit in those meetings or you'd be in regular contact with him. Then, not that he needs another, you know, meeting. Well, he's but. been attending every meeting since we started meeting. Oh, he has. Uh, okay. And Kelly joined him and took a lot of the action items um, and follow up questions from him. But he has been at every meeting. Mm -hmm. okay. I think That's having awesome. the having Gino as ex officio would mean that whoever becomes tree warden down the road would then slip into that position if Gino is not there anymore. So I think that would be a good idea having a stat having an ex officio. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, that's awesome. Great. Other questions, Brent, for our friends here, tree friends. No, okay. <laughs> right why not it's a thank compliment. you very much for your time yes thank you and i hope you didn't feel rushed we we are rushing ourselves we but we certainly would never rush um people who come to present like you we appreciate the time so absolutely not okay. you know where to find us <laughs> right 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 okay so next is we'll wait to hear back from ali we'll schedule the, you to come back and we can talk logistics and take a vote thank you good Great. Thank Thanks you. so much. Good night. Bye. Have a good night. Good night. Okay, great. All right. Did I already blow my hour? Kind of, honestly. Um, all right. Sorry, I just got away from the agenda. Okay. So next up is um, we are not doing item number three, any, everyone, from, for the update from facilities director regarding Fish House and Middle School Gym that's postponed to a later meeting. So um, next is the discussion of Select Board 2022 goals, everyone's favorite topic. Um, so uh, Allie, thank you for putting in the packet um, the summary so far. Do you want to share that? Or should we not? Um, yeah, you want me to pull it up on my screen? Is that convenient? I mean, I don't want yeah. anyone to feel, okay. If I, I mean, it's up to everybody else. Yeah, I have it. Okay. Yeah, you can put it up. Thank you, Allie. It's just easier on Zoom to. You could just give me 30 seconds. Yep. Okay, so basically I think we just need to um, vote on goals tonight. Um, Dawn, while she's waiting, I just, no pressure, even though I'm, openly asking you at the meeting. Um, so I didn't, you are welcome to just um, chime in and support or not specific goals that you see up there. Um, but if you have other goals that you just didn't have a chance to kind of convey um, at prior meetings, then I'm more than happy to hear your perspective on that now before thanks, you review. Yeah, thanks, Polly. Sorry, it was the weak link on this. Um, no, no, so no, no, no. I, I, I support everything if there's you know, in addition to sort of fiscal prudency, if there's <clears throat> if there's one thing in particular that, that I would be focused on, and we've touched on it, but is it is um, um, you know working on smart control development. 
um, yeah. which really I, I'm, I'm very pleased that the board and the town was able to coalesce on the Foster Road project. And I think that was the right outcome, but um, you know, I, I, we need to put measures in place, not only for affordable housing, but just to make sure that we're not, we're not um, susceptible to predatory 40 Bs and that mm -hmm. we develop the town um, in a in a smart manner, including open space. So if there's one particular focus is probably trying to you know, leverage my real estate background on, on, on focusing on that. Mm -hmm. so everything else I, I certainly support. And I think you guys have done a good job putting together a comprehensive, manageable and achievable list. Right. Okay, great. Um, okay, so let's just, I'm sorry, I'm just writing something down. Um, let's take a look then. Okay. Um, so Neil, you're... Um, Climate action plan and the athletic fields conditions assessment. I totally support those. Um, and you're going to kind of work on those. I don't want to say independently, but they're your sort of passions, areas of focus, and you'll seek board and town support as needed, right? Oh, you're muted. Sorry. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, no, I think that's um, that's the way I look at it. I mean, I'm, anyone is welcome to be part of that, those efforts. But um, I, and I think the traffic, you know, comprehensive traffic uh, mitigation and pedestrian safety feels more like a a broader sort of general board goal that I would yes. do whatever is needed to to help that process, but. Would just like yeah. to see that happen. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I should mention that I did withhold mentioning that because that was more of something I think that is certainly something I want to see. And I think Peter supported, he was in support right. of the aforementioned goals. So, <laughs> yeah. That's right. I, I'm going to wrap that his support into that. Um, yeah. And I'll, I mean, I'll, you said it whenever we've talked about it, but I'll just say that, you know, these are good specific goals that I'm happy to list and work on, but they're not, it's not all encompassing or limiting totally. what is in my mind as what I'm trying to accomplish over the year. Right. Right. Um, okay, great. So David Grishman, um, you had supported um, the land use summit and, um, and the open space expansion review kind of, I think that's related to that. Um, and then kind of personally, the community events and the funding citizen-led initiatives were kind of your personal focuses. And we're not like voting on this or anything. If it changes, that's fine. It's more of just an opportunity to help ourselves focus and um, kind of give like, you know, residents a sense of what we're focused on, but also to check in you know, quarterly or so, and just kind of give updates and give room for that so that we can, that residents know that we do more than just um, bore everybody for four hours every two weeks on these meetings. So um, I think it's just a way to check in because I think we take for granted that that information is out there um, yep. and it's it's just not. So um, David, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, no problem, Polly. Uh, yeah, I mean, as far as, as far as open space expansion, I, you know, I, I think, 
I think the town needs to be doing much more than it is currently uh, to acquire open space and preserve mm -hmm. our preserve our trees and our green infrastructure, as Jim Olivetti uh, put it. So I'll leave I'll leave it at that. Um, but I do want that to be a focus of of mine and of and of the boards. And I think mm -hmm. uh, through a land use summit, we can certainly uh, you know we can certainly prioritize uh, prioritize that and get and get feedback from other uh, from other boards and committees and and interested parties. Uh, as far as community-led uh, community events, uh, I reached out to um, the Bentwater. They want to participate in a uh, in another Bentwater Day at the beach, so we're looking at that for uh, for maybe the second or third week in July. Um, so that's going to be exciting, and then we're having a, uh, a kickoff call, um, you know, with a with a number of folks tomorrow, uh, and we want to put together a family day at Fisherman's. Uh, that's going to be sometime in August. Uh, we're still working on those details, but uh, but those you know the family day at, at at Fisherman's will be in addition to you know the you know the the Wednesday concerts that are happening uh, through the rec department, Swamptoberfest, and other uh, other you know big events in town. So you know we we're hoping that uh, you know that other citizens will raise their hand and reach out and uh, and come to us, uh, come to me, come to Danielle Strauss, uh, come to Sean. And mm -hmm. uh, bring their ideas uh, to us, and we can help. Um, you know, we can help make you know make the uh, make these types of events uh, more prevalent, and and make them and make them happen by providing, you know, support from uh, from town staff and and volunteers uh, to support these events. So that's that's really something that's exciting. And then you know something that I thought of, um, you know, a few, a few months ago, and had mentioned when we did this initially was funding citizen-led initiatives so so sean as you're talking about the budget uh you know really working in a line item to allow uh the funding for some citizen-led initiatives you know one of the things that came to mind was um you know there was a there was a drive uh, there was a gofundme at swamp scott high school led by um led by an individual who was seeking you know twenty five hundred dollars you know for uh, for composting through through Black Earth to uh, to really bring that into the schools, reduce our solid waste. That was a great idea. Uh, it would be incredible if we had a funding source for this, not just you know not just shaking the can and asking for fifty or hundred dollars from from citizens, but ha actually having uh, monies uh, in the in the budget, you know that could be uh, that could be utilized for these for these uh, citizen led initiatives. David, I love the idea. I I I've seen communities actually have web-based um, voting where, you know, uh, you have a certain amount of money that, you know, folks can vote on over a course of a few days. And it becomes a real piece of democracy where we can actually say, hey, you know, here's, here's some opportunity to really do something extraordinary, but it's going to take participation. Uh, mm -hmm. It's going to take folks to really, you know, have a voice and, and a say in their government. So I'm happy to kind of conceive of, of something and see where I can uh, find a few of these nickels and dimes. I'm just gonna need some help with making sure this budget uh, gets balanced. Um, so there, there are a few critical conversations we all have to have about where we're gonna, where we're gonna get some of these funds. Under, understood, Sean, and I'm happy to I'm happy to connect with you offline, uh, you know, later this week to uh, to just kind of kind of bounce some ideas uh, off of you. Awesome. Um, I'm, I'm excited about that. That sounds <laughs> like you know something we need. I think coming out of this pandemic, there's no question the most important thing we can be thinking about is 
how do we get back to building community and how do we get back to you know breaking down the sense of isolation uh, that uh, most folks uh, as we emerge from you know a, a pretty dark period of time yeah um all right i think that's great and then did anything else you wanted to say on your goals no okay. that's it for now thank you okay and then um my goals were the land use summit and um as a result of that um the housing production plan uh you know finalizing the housing production plan and um and then uh Pedestrian, I'm sorry, this was, I should have made sure that this list was um, included some more recent ideas. Um, that was my fault. So um, also the pedestrian safety um, and traffic mitigation. And I definitely support Neil's um, proposal that we focus on the Essex Street corridor um, for the first year of that. Um, and I know that there's also a focus in the um, new elementary school, you know, pedestrian area as well. So um, I think that's going to be a focus anyway. So not to take away from that, but just um, I think I think Essex Street is definitely for a number of reasons, both, you know, just I think it's just gotten out of hand with the traffic um, incidents and, and dangers, but also there's new developments and all of that going in um, most likely at, on some scale. And so handling that sooner than later is, is, is prudent. So, um, and then my individually, um, I'm, you know, just a ball of excitement with my select board handbook, um, that is in its kind of final editing stages. And I hope to have that on the next agenda or two for a first reading. Um, and then the code of conduct will be following quickly behind that. Um, and then, um, you know, a, a more distant, it's a goal after that is to have um, individual boards and committees create, creating their own, you know, mini handbook. Um, and so, um, you know, to hand to new members or to have available online. So people, what committee do I go to with this concern, you know, and um, you can kind of look up what they do. And, and it, it helps too, if you want to volunteer on something, right, to have really kind of to understand the ins and outs of, of each committee. So, and to help them define themselves, let's face it, right? Um, so, and I speak as a, about that as a board member, there's a reason why I am drafting the handbook. Um, so um, that, those are my individual focuses. The one thing that I wanted to add to that, and it's here from a first kind of like um, run through is, I mean, the collective bargaining, bargaining contracts is obviously somewhat beyond us, but just, you know, um, beyond our role, but just supporting the completion of those. I know that that's an inevitable um, um, outcome because there needs to be contracts that are, you know, at some point um, agreed upon. Um, but the filling of town positions, Sean, I think, you know, when, with your mention of it um, in the town administrator's report and sort of your, um, acknowledgement that, you know, um, I forget the wording you used, but just, you know, you, you seemed like we definitely need to put some attention on that and really kind of focus on that recruit recruitment and retention. Um, and so I think, um, you know, the, again, Susan and, um, Sue Duplin and, um, Allie are huge assets to the town. Everybody moves on at some point, you know, there's, 
life happens. I'm not saying it's, you know, but um, a, a bad thing, especially for them, but um, definitely in terms of just making sure that we are filling those positions and that we're developing and keeping practices and quality of life stuff like you're talking about that helps with recruitment and retention. Um, so I think taking a, a closer look at that, um, I don't know what other board members think of that, but I um, I think that helping support that um, for you, not to take over it, not to control it, but just to ourselves be focused on it so that you're, you know, I know we want to have an administrative assistant come to the office, but I think um, that person will be adjusting to the enormous role of <laughs> that job. Um, and so, you know, I think maybe some board support um, would be helpful, especially at this time. But I don't know if others, what others think about that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I support all your goals and just in, on that specifically, I think that's, um, you know, incredibly important for us to think about sort of long-term um, how we try to ensure retention. But I also, you know, I just, I think short-term really developing a strategy for how to make sure we're, you know, doing what we need function, to do to provide function. services mm -hmm. to, to residents when um, we have um, all these vacancies happening um, somewhat simultaneously. Um, so I'd, I'd like to focus on that part mm -hmm. of it in the initial stages now, which I think is, I mean, it's part of the goal, but actually just more management. And so, um, but just sort of getting a handle on it and, and trying to address address the issues now and, and triage what we need to to make sure that we're um we stay up and running yeah i think that yeah. that's really important at the beginning stages yeah. i guess i would say okay no, that makes and, sense Polly. by the way i meant to you know um in particular out of all the goals one of the things that i want to mention i, I do and i know you've been talking about this since you've been elected but i do really support the you know the select board uh code of conduct and 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 essentially the same thing for boards and committees, um, you know, because a lot of times people volunteer for boards or get volunteered for boards and they're kind of, you know, um, a rudderless ship through no fault of their own. And I remember mm -hmm. years ago when I, when I was on the board of Catholic Charities, they actually had a handbook and it was entitled How to Be a Good Board Member. Right. So I think and it, it, it really made a big difference. So anyway. Um, right. Oh, that's great. No, I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. My additional two Thank cents. You. So. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Um, that's great. Um, so, David, um, do you have thoughts on my more re most recent sharing? You don't have to. I just, but you were there, and now you're not. And I just want to make sure that I get your opinion while we're on here. No, I have no no additional thoughts right now. I, I I need some I need some time to contemplate, but uh, but once I once I have a chance to think about it, I'll, I can circle back with you, Polly. Thank you. The um, last proposal that I made, the filling the town positions. Oh oh, I'm 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 sorry. I was looking at facilitate individual boards, and I, I was looking at the. Uh, the list. Oh, Don's yes. point. Right. No, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no. Um, no, I was talking about the 
you know, when I was just saying in light of where Sean um, was, you know, what he shared at his, during his town administrator report, I think a board goal could be added that is just helping support him yeah. um, filling the positions and in, in developing, making sure he has the tools he needs for recruitment and um Thank you. Thank you for thank you for clarifying. I, I support that 100 and retention. Holly, yes, I so I support that 100 100 percent, and I'm willing to uh, you know to put in the to put in the time, effort, and energy to uh, to do to do my part. So I'm I'm willing to uh, I'm willing to help in any way possible. Okay. Okay. Great. Um, okay. So I don't know, Sean. Do you have any comments, questions, concerns? No, I actually, you know, I do have a comment. I you know, in terms of the um, you know, support for collective bargaining uh, contracts or uh, really thinking, you know, critically about, you know, how we fill these positions, how we recruit during a time where um, almost every agency, every, you know, organization is facing, you know, a great recession or a great resignation um, mm -hmm. that is, you know, is really, really challenging. We have a, 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 a you know, baby boomers that are retiring at record rates and, you know, there are positions opened up every every week. There's more positions, you know, um, everywhere that can't be filled. And so we're we're seeing that as a small agency in ways that are, are really uh, challenging. There are other issues that we have to deal with and issues that I have to take responsibility for in terms of the culture and in terms of, of how um, busy we are, but also how uh, complicated, you know, the schedule is and, and how mm -hmm. we manage the day to day. And, and I think we all have to be open to really thinking carefully about how, how much this impacts us all. And mm -hmm. I do really, I need a few more tools, uh, frankly, uh, and candidly, uh, mostly financial, uh, but also some uh, programmatic. We, we do mm -hmm. be thinking much more about mental health. We need to be thinking about how um, stressful and how challenging these positions are and how uh, demanding some of the issues are that we're, we're tackling. I mean, mm -hmm. in small with these protests with the, you know, frankly, focus on budgets and contracts and negotiations, you know, we've, we've been able to fiscally do some things that are, 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 are absolutely amazing, but you know, it, it has come at a, a considerable cost. And I think mm -hmm. we have to be mindful that, um, you know, there's there's likely, you know, a, a challenge, you know, in terms of stress, in terms of, you know, the overall impact to, um, you know, our, our staff that, that, you know, is taking a toll. And, <clears throat> and I want to, I want to think about that and really, you know, come back and, and, uh, present some recommendations, both with the FY23 budget, but also with perhaps how we manage some of these um, responsibilities. But certainly appreciate the fact that the board is is leaning in at this critical time and and really looking for um, you know a strategy for how we how we make um, some critical investments. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. Yeah, I think. Um... I really appreciate all your thoughts on that. And also, um, I'm glad to hear that, you know, included in these ideas will, they, these ideas will be reflected somewhat in your, um, the upcoming budget proposals. Cause I do think that um, it's, it's ultimately short money, you know, if, if we need, you know, you're right. I mean, people can only do 
do so much and we're doing a lot as a town, which is great, but um, it's good to be mindful of, of the things you're talking about. So um, good. I think, I think we're all on the same page, which makes me happy. <laughs> so, um, okay. So I think, I don't know if we, what do people think about voting on these? I mean, I, I don't want it to, I'm happy to do that or just, you know, I can kind of summarize and you guys can kind of just be like, yep, that sounds good. Um, Cause I don't want it to take on some like taskmaster level. Um, but I do think the goals we set basically will just come back every couple of months and just get updates and see how it's going, you know, and, and start to keep a timeline of like, okay, not enough progress has been made on this, what's going on or what needs to be adjusted, that kind of thing. So, um, so here, I'm going to summarize. I don't think we need to, I don't think we need to vote. I don't think we need to vote either. But okay. I think it's good to just have a build consensus. in the regular updates and yeah, it feels like okay. we have consensus on them and just have the regular updates on them. Is a good okay. idea. All right. So let me just, for my own sake, <laughs> the goals are, the board goals um, are the develop the comprehensive pedestrian safety and traffic mitigation, the land use summit, and the town position, filling the town positions and taking a look at recruitment and retention, for lack of a better phrase. Did I summarize that as our group goals correctly? I think so. Yep, works for me. <clears throat> okay, David? Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. Um, okay, <laughs> um, for the record, David. Um, so, I'm just kidding. So, um, all right, and then individual goals, no one's being held to these um, in any, it's like if if the board goals are loose, then this is looser, right? So Neil, you have your um and thank you, Allie. <laughs> See, we can't operate without you. Um, <laughs> um, the net zero climate action plan. I love these goals and the athletic field conditions assessment and maintenance plan. David on the community events, open spaces kind of with the land use summit and the funding citizen-led initiatives. I will do the exciting work of the um, select board handbook. Select board handbook code of conduct and facilit facilitating um, individuals, boards, and committees creating their own handbooks. And um, Don is and Peter are supporting um, these things that you guys are both super active in other areas that I'll let you brag about at a future time that you want to give an update. So I have no concerns about um, the work that you'll be doing individually, even though they're not listed here. So um, that's that. Everyone feel good about it? Any other questions, comments? No, thanks for organizing it, pushing, this out. it pushing it forward. No, I appreciate <laughs> it. Seriously. <laughs> Thank you, Neil. It's, I glad. think it's important. Okay. I appreciate it. Um, all right. So look at us. Um, all right. That concludes our new and old business. So um, now we are moving on to approval of the consent agenda. The consent agenda is designated to expedite the handling of routine and miscellaneous business of the board. The select board may adopt the entire consent agenda with one motion or at the request of any board member, any items may be removed from the consent agenda and placed on the regular agenda for discussion. The consent agenda items for tonight are a vote to approve the meeting minutes from February 2nd, 2022 meeting. 
The vote to approve the common victualler license for Popo's Hot Dogs, Kells Cream, located at 168 Humphrey Street, Swampscott, Mass, 01907. Um, vote to amend the hours for Paradiso, located at 15 Railroad Ave, Swampscott, Mass, 01907. Allie will give us the specifics on that. And the vote to approve applications for hawking and peddling and door-to-door -door solicitation for employees of Power Home Remodeling, located at 201 Jones Road, what? Waltham, Mass, 02481. Okay. Allie, do you want to give us the parody? So, I'm sorry, I was reading my um, other agenda. Is it in here? Yes, I'm sorry, from 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. for parody, so. And then you guys can just uh, tack on to that approval to affix the electronic signatures to permits. Oh yeah, I was gonna do that after. Okay, yes. Yeah. So um, so the vote to amend the entertainment license for parity so is from 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. And then um, also as part of the consent agenda, if we approve those, um, approving um, the approval of, uh, to affix electronic our electronic signatures to the permits that we listed above. Motion to approve the consent agenda and, uh, and affix our electronic signatures to the permits. Can I make a comment? Quick comment. Of course. Um, and I, I think this is a broader conversation for the select board of the town. I'm just not a fan of hawking and peddling door to door. I mean, I'm a champion of free enterprise. I just don't like it. Um, and certainly we can't um, not approve this particular one because you know we, we don't not do that. But I think at some point I'd like to revisit the town's policy to the extent we can regulate, moderate, stop, whatever the case may be. Okay. Um, do do we have to approve this item? Do you want to take that off the consent agenda and have a discussion? I do want to say that there are some, um, I mean, power home remodeling was approved at a meeting in October with, right, um, I was wondering. with employees. And so um, this particular one, that. I, I will say that I think that there are other um, permits that are being um issued that probably could use some review in terms of rules and regulations as well, because I think we have permit applications without rules attached to them. So mm -hmm. I do think that's a global conversation that should be had. Um, but I did want to point out these have been issued within the last couple of months permits. And, and right. I, I, thank you, Ali. You summarized it, I think, um, perfectly. I, I don't have a problem with this particular one. It's more about, right. let's take a broader look. So, um, And I totally support that as well, Dom. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, so is that a second to that motion? Second. Okay. Uh, all in favor, David Grishman. Aye. Don Haas. Aye. Neil Duffy. Aye. And I am also an aye. All right. Um, I thought someone just clapped. <laughs> um, and that's it, right? Oh, select board time. I'm sorry. Jeez. Um, have added anybody? So I've got something briefly. Um, one is I just, uh, Sean had mentioned um, Sue Dublin and Ali Fisk are, are leaving and I just wanna recognize, acknowledge that because we I, it sort of went by and I'm assuming we'll have time to thank them more appropriately before they actually leave. So I just don't wanna not acknowledge my gratitude towards both of them. So I just mm -hmm. wanted to make sure, I just realized that that sort of went past without actually saying anything, but it's because 
I'll save it for some other time. Um, we're in denial. Yeah. 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 And I don't want to accept either of those things. Happening. So <laughs> um, I, I do want to um, bring up something new that um, many of you are probably aware of, but that uh, um, um, I think it was like a week ago, there was a story about um, the Salem Board of Health and Health Department had been receiving anti Semitic. Um, messages and emails and phone calls yes. um Awful. and um so they um and i thank uh wayne spritz for actually bringing this to more attention to me and also just other people in town um the city of salem has um posted a statement like a no place for hate statement on their website i actually signed it today um put my affiliation as a member of the Swamp Scott Select Board. So I just, I wanna invite other members of the Select Board to do the same. And I think that mm -hmm. if we as a town, maybe if we could, I could work with Sean and Allie, if you all think it's a good idea to send out, a, you know, an email to other boards and committees and, and put it on our Facebook and just encourage everyone in Swamp Scott to support our neighbors in Salem on this important issue. I think that we could probably do other things um, as well, but I feel like this is sort of the least we could do in showing mm -hmm. support. So I just wanted to mention that and bring it up. Neil, I'm so glad. I, I think it would be incredibly important for us um, to yeah. emulate um, that standard, but also you know take our own position where you know here in Swampskit, um, you know we too uh, are no place for hate community. Uh, it's it's been years, I think, since we updated our no place for hate status, and and that's something that we can do to kind of work with the ADL. Uh, there's a sign entering Swampskit from Lynn mm -hmm. uh, that has a sticker from I think 20 years ago, uh, and <clears throat> certainly I'm happy to reach out to the ADL and and renew our membership and renew our focus on on ensuring that every citizen in this community understands that, that we do not tolerate hate. And, and we should stand with Salem and every community that addresses these types of issues because they're insidious and they undermine this democracy. And uh, it's it's just uh, how we create the good society. So mm -hmm. you know, just with everything that we stand for. I'm gonna paste the link uh, to the Salem um, signature in the uh, chat. And if everybody wants to visit that and and sign up. I think that would be a, a wonderful way for us to at least take some action to um, let everybody know where we stand. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up, Neil. Um, David, I know you had um, thoughts on this too, right? I don't, I don't want to put you on the spot. I just wanted to make sure that if you had, I feel like you had a similar idea for Swamp Scott to do. So I just, um, while I'm thinking of it. Oh, no, Neil. Neil. Uh, Neil uh, spoke much more eloquently than I uh, about this matter, but uh, mm -hmm. I, I, think, I think we should we should certainly do something. I'm I'm signing the uh, I'm signing the form. Um, yeah. As we as we speak, and uh, I'll make sure to share that uh, you know on Facebook and and through our various community pages as well. There's no room for hate in in our in our town, and we have to stand with our you know, with our uh, fellow uh, volunteers and elected officials, uh, not only in our town, but in, in other uh, communities to ensure that uh, that anti-Semitism, racism, and uh, and other forms of heat 
um, you know, have, have no place. So, mm -hmm. so thank you. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, I will do that. And then um, maybe if we can circle back or Allie, if in your, you know, time when you're thinking of it, um, if you can um, circle back with us and if there's, you know, I'm happy to connect with you and maybe there's something we can do that's similar um, here. I think that'd be great. We can just connect on that. Offline. Okay. Um, anybody else? Can't tell if my computer's frozen or if you're all just <laughs> really bored. Okay. Um, all right. So uh, my only update is I literally had to look. I'm like, nope, someone's blinking. That I am not frozen. Um, so um, I met with Marzi this morning with the um, MAPC Metropolitan Area Metropolitan Area um, Planning Council. Their regulatory planning agency that helps um, municipalities um, talk, you know, kind of do exactly what we're trying to do with the land use summit. Um, and we're just brainstorming. I went to FinCom last night and heard what the finance committee would like to focus on, and um, and with such a summit. And then I, you know, speaking with them it was Marzi's great idea um, to reach out to them and. Um, and schedule a meeting and she invited me to it. And um, they help municipalities, they provide services, um, they help create events like this. There is some cost associated with it depending on the scale of what we do. But I tell you, you know, when they were telling us the cost to um, the, um, the benefit of what they produce, they can do overviews, uh, like higher view analyses of land use and and zoning, they can do in-depth analyses of, you know, infrastructure costs with every development, every unit, you know, puts this much pressure on whatever, you know. And so, and, and they are aware of our um, kind of focus on not just controlling development, but encouraging affordable housing, but also really preserving open space. So uh, it was a really cool meeting. I think they're gonna be a huge asset. Um, and I just wanted to mention that that's kind of in the works and, um, and uh, Marzi, I see that you're here. Absolutely no pressure um, for you to add anything, but I just, um, you are probably much more articulate about it than I would be, but we have other time to um, discuss it as well. Oh, there you are, okay. I didn't know if you wanted to add anything, Marzi, you don't have to at all, but. No, I think you covered it all. I just think that they're a great uh, planning agency that can provide us with the resources that we need um, in light of um, the limited staff that we have. So I think I'll be great and we'll yeah. Forward to their proposal, and we'll share it with you as soon as we have it. Yeah, that's right. That's great. Yeah, so um, they will get us something just in terms of their thoughts on what steps would be and what makes the most sense. And it's just you know, it's almost like having like it's like a wedding planner, but for like a town event. <laughs> just <laughs> here's what you need to do. Um, and so I think I think that'll be hugely helpful. It was, again, Marzi, thank you so much for thinking of it and reaching out and scheduling that. So. Oh, that is, thanks. Um, that's it on my end too. So anything else before we close? All right. Is there a motion to adjourn? So moved. Okay. Second. All right. Don Haas. In favor. Uh, Neil Duffy. Aye. David Grishman. Aye. And I am also an aye. 
All right. Well, we didn't do an hour, but it wasn't so bad. Thanks, everybody. Good night. Thanks. Thanks. Good night. Good night. Thanks, Paulie. Good night. Yeah. Good night.